five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. Oh, yes, it is, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, Texans. Mark Vandermeer with you from my home. And most broadcasts are originating from people's homes, and that's what we're doing. As John McClain is at his home, I believe. And it's great to have him on, the general from the Houston Chronicle. John, good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Mark. I'm actually on my patio soaking up the last of a little cool weather we're going to have. And I'll try not to have to rush off like I did with you last week. And I apologize for that. Well, it was uh, it was a little scary, John, because you did not only rush off, you actually vaporized, you disappeared, and it was uh, for good reason. You were breaking a story about Brandon Cook signing or being traded to the Houston Texans, so that was pretty cool. So I'm glad everything worked out all right. And Bill O'Brien spoke to the media today. I know you've written about it and tweeted about it, but what was your biggest takeaway from the Bill O'Brien press conference, which lasted about an hour? Since the combine, he had not talked to the media. His only public uh, comments were to you at your town hall meeting with season ticket holders, and he amplified on that. Of course, DeAndre Hopkins was a big part of the 53-minute conference call that we did on Zoom today. And, Bill, we asked him every question we could think of, and I'm told there were more than 50 people on there. And I thought there was a lot of things that, that he talked about, plans, The bottom line, I'll say this, um, people don't want to hear anything uh, positive about that trade, so I won't say anything. But one of the things Bill said, and this is true with any deal, you have to let it play out. It may turn out to backfire and be a terrible deal. It might turn out to be a wash because you bring in Cobb and you've got Cooks and then David Johnson's a really good receiver out of the backfield. But these things have to play out. But he went into detail about the contract and how I thought the most. Uh oh. John McLean just dropped off. Did he make another? Did he break another story? And am I on the air? This is what I want to know. So, Bridget, if I am on the air, let me know. Because this is just like last week. This is just like last week. We'll try to get the general back as soon as possible. And I don't think he's breaking a story this time. I don't think that's happening because he was in mid-sentence, didn't have time to look down and see the phone and see if somebody tipped him off to something. But I hope it is. I hope it's a huge deal, something really juicy for the Houston Texans. Now, today he's right. Bill O'Brien had a lot to say And people had a lot of questions to ask. Of course, there was plenty about Hopkins. And I asked the general what his biggest takeaway was. And we'll get John back on as soon as possible. But mine was that, and I wrote about this. Last week, I wrote an article in Vandermeer's View on HoustonTexans.com about the pre-draft offensive outlook. And I talked about the fact that the four receivers for now who are leading the way, and I say for now because you never know what's going to happen with this team, But you have Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Will Fuller, and Kenny Stills, and they are all veterans who can hit the ground running and catching. They can get to work quickly whenever the Texans get to work on the field eventually. Whenever that might be, they'll be good to go. They'll be ready to deliver, and that's going to be cool stuff because if you have to break in a rookie that you think needs to play a lot, you know, it's one thing if, if you're able to draft one of these stud rookies, great, good for you whatever team gets them, but we all know that it doesn't happen right away for most receivers. Now, they can make plays for you, but are they going to be workhorse, reliable, week in, week out? Now, I'm not talking about injuries. I'm just talking about the ability to absorb the offense and make consistent plays on a weekly basis. We all know the Texans receivers, well, Will Fuller mainly, injury issues, of course, Brandon Cooks, we talked about him that even though he had the concussion problems or he's had them, he still played in 14 games last year. I mean, that's a lot of games, right? So you hope that that kind of game participation continues for Cooks, and you hope that Fuller, obviously, you hope he can stay healthy for the bulk of the season. But I've said this before, out of those three guys, four guys, if you have three of the four healthy for the bulk of the season, and I think you get John, welcome back, by the way, as far as the four receivers go, I think if you can 
guarantee me, and there's no guarantee in life, but three of the four, and you could almost pick any three, are going to be healthy for the bulk of the season. I'm pretty comfortable with what they have going on right now. I'll stack it up against anybody in the division, and beyond that, almost anybody in the AFC. I don't know how you feel about that. Mark, I thought, going back to what O'Brien said today, one of the most interesting things was when you determine you're going to trade a player like Hopkins who has three years left on his contract and wants a big raise, not all teams are going to step up and get in line. If his contract was about to expire, he's in the last year of the deal, and he didn't want to give him a new one, that would have been different. So you got to find a team, number one, willing to redo a deal with three years left and then one that has the cap money to do it, and then you start your negotiations. And as far as the receivers, one of the things I asked Bill, people keep talking about the documented concussions that Brandon Cooks has had. And my question has been, if he's if he's had all these documented concussions, how's he only missed two games? How do he only miss two games last season? We see when a guy gets a concussion with the Texans, he's out for multiple weeks. So there are different levels of concussions, different numbers assigned to them. And uh, Jack Easterby, the executive VP of football ops, knows Cooks really well from his time together with him with New England. And so I'm sure he played a big role in this deal. But, you know, they had him checked out. But he's been very durable, especially for a guy that's only – 188 pounds, and what I'm eager to see with the receivers, you know, it's, it's you know, what are the odds Fuller's going to stay healthy for the first time? Steele's never had an injury issue until he got here last year and missed three games, but if those guys are out there, the kind of speed that they have, the being able to throw the ball down the field to somebody besides Fuller, that should be very exciting for Deshaun Watson. Other things he hinted on, and maybe not so much hinted, just talked about offensively, John, how the offensive line is in good shape on paper heading into 2020, how the tight end group is in good shape. We all want to see what Kahale Waring can do, but they've got a lot of assets here. And then with the backs, all right, we'll see with David Johnson, who I'm going to speak to tomorrow, by the way. We'll see about David Johnson's health, but if he can manage to play in the bulk of the game's 13, 14 games. That's going to be big for this football team. What about the rest of the offense other than the quarterback, of course? Think about this time last year when they were preparing for the draft. Think about where their offensive line was. No Laramie Tunsil, no Titus Howard, no Max Sharpie. You had you had two starters returning, and look how much better off they are now than they were this time last year. They're better tight end. I feel pretty confident they're not going to draft a quarterback or tight end. Uh, I don't think that an inside linebacker is an, is an issue. They do need an interior defensive lineman. I'm going to write a column Sunday about that's what I think they're going to do with the second pick. I also think you mentioned that Bill hinted. Something else he hinted at today, he was talking about the 40th pick, and he was saying like he was talking about different positions like defensive line and safety and corner that if it comes time for them to pick and there are multiple players they like there, he didn't say we could trade down, but that's what he meant. So he's trader bill for a reason. I'll be really surprised if he uses that 40th pick and without a trade down. Now, if a guy like say Ross Blacklock from TCU or Marlon Davidson from from uh, Auburn or maybe Jordan Elliott from Missouri, all interior rushers, Justin Matabike and A&M, those are all guys who can get a little push from the inside, which is what they need. I also wouldn't be surprised in a deep draft for safeties and corners. Not good for them up at the top, but there's depth. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't take a safety if he's the highest-rated player when the time comes. But when you have multiple needs on defense like that, it allows the luxury to trade down, and maybe they get another two picks. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're not going to trade back into the first round because I think they'd like to get extra picks, not sacrifice more. Well, it sounded like he was pretty happy with the acquisition of Timmy Jernigan as well, that he was going to be a big plus for this team potentially. Well, he will be if he's healthy. You know, he's had other injury issues. They're taking some chances on guys with injury issues. And I'll tell you something else Bill said. 
And I started writing this last week because I'm hearing this from multiple NFL people that because of the restrictions placed on teams for the coronavirus, rookies are not going to have an off-season program. It's going to be virtual. They're not going to have on-season coaching in the rookie minicamp, the OTAs, the off-season program, the regular minicamp. Training camp could be reduced. Season could be pushed back. So, therefore, I think Bill said something about it's a veteran season. In other words, this might not be the time to have a whole lot of draft choices, and I'm eager to see if teams like Miami with 14 picks will just take their lumps and go ahead and trade them. I'm take them. Will they try to move up? Will they trade some of those for picks next year? And do teams want a lot of picks this year when it just makes sense the rookies' development is going to be slower? And that may mean halfway through the season as opposed to the start or not at all, composed to the middle. But it's unprecedented times. And the, and the young players, not just the rookies, practice squad guys, guys that were injured as rookies last year, they're not going to have the luxury that players in their position have any other year. Well, John, usually I hear your other appearances on Sports Radio 610, but my listening habits have changed with sheltering in place. My morning show now consists of live debate between my boys about Beyblades. So that's about it. But, but tell me. <laughs> We haven't talked in a while, for, for a week. What is your take? What's your opinion? Have you heard anything? What are you thinking about the state of the season and how things might play out in our current environment? That they have contingencies for every possible thing. Like in 1982, I covered a player strike. They played nine games, and then I think they increased the playoffs. And uh, – they know because football can be played at any time. Weather's not an issue. They could push back the playoffs. The Super Bowl could be pushed back. Now, what if Tampa, which is the host of the Super Bowl, has already booked conventions for the next two months? Then that would be an issue. But, you know, desperate times require desperate measures. So the NFL could push the season back to start in October if they wanted to. They could play 10 games. They already proved they could play with nine. I feel confident, Mark, we're going to have an NFL season. Not sure when it'll be or how many games it'll be. Baseball is the most in jeopardy because of the weather. Unless they're going to finish the season at neutral sites in the South or this play neutral site playoffs and World Series for the only time in history, they're going to have a problem. The NBA can finish any time. This plan, this idea about having college football 2020 start in 2021 and ask kids to basically knock off half of their offseason, that seems pretty preposterous, but it's driven by the dollar. People want to make money. They need to make money. The athletes want to make money. Schools want to make money. You take football after a program, can you imagine what a hit that's going to be on your budget? So everybody's trying to come up with plans, and I know this. Carol and I were just talking about this a while ago. We saw these things, the plan to put America back to work. I know this. I'm not all of a sudden going into restaurants. I'm going to see how it plays out, and we'll keep doing this, what we're doing now, for another month if we can, because so far I've done everything right and been very smart about it. I'm not just going to go rushing back out just because a bunch of politicians tell us we should. Yeah. I, well, I think there's got to be a layering. There's got to be waves of come back however we do it i i figured platoon systems and offices and things like that uh might be a good idea but what do i know about this stuff general all right let's go around the league a little bit some of your thoughts on what else is happening around the national football league and uh chief story today about no timeline in place for the mahomes contract extension how do you think that goes and does COVID have any effect on mahomes and watson and some of these extensions that are being talked about from the outside in in the National Football League? If I'm Deshaun Watson or if I'm Laramie Tunsil and they're offering me $20 million a year, I'm taking it. If I'm Deshaun Watson and I believe Watson's going to get $40 million a year and I think Mahomes is going to get a little more no matter when they do it. And if they're going to wait around, one of them's going to wait for the other one, which I don't think they're going to do. You know, if you got a chance to get that kind of increase in your pay at a time like this, it do it. And then the first thing you do when the money comes in, you donate 
a big portion of it to help the country recover. And I think that's what they'll do. And so I don't think it's going to affect them. Bill O'Brien didn't act today like it was going to affect them. He said they're working hard on Tunsil. Tunsil doing his own negotiations. I don't know if that's good or bad because so few players actually do it. And uh, and O'Brien mentioned one of the reasons they couldn't afford give hop the kind of raise he wanted is they got to pay these other players, meaning Watson and Tunsil. And it won't surprise me if they redo J.J. to lower his cap figure. They did that one other time uh, during his contract. But they got a lot of deals still to be made. And I think after the draft, Mark, we'll see Bill O'Brien sign some more free agents. I'm with you, John. If I'm one of these players and I got a huge offer in front of me, it's bird in the hand, right? You don't know what's going to happen to the economy. I mean, uh, my imagination runs pretty wild with everything going on in our world right now. So I, if I'm presented with a piece of paper that's going to make me the highest paid player, uh, I might just go ahead and sign that. But Or if you were say. given a piece of paper by Jamie Roots and said highest paid broadcaster, Done. you'd say, where do I sign? Done. I'll take uh, third or fourth highest. That's fine. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Let me ask you about uh, Odell Beckham. Does he stay in Cleveland? I've heard for a while now that they're shopping him to see what they can get. The, the thing that came out this week, a two and a five. Problem is he makes $14 million and he wants a new deal. Julio Jones got a three-year extension for $66 million, an average of $22 million a year. Every general manager and owner in the league is like, oh, my God. Because then you got these other receivers like Beckham and especially Hopkins. They outplay their contracts. I don't know that Beckham has, but Hopkins did, and the Texans knew he did. And so the other receivers, the new benchmark is Julio Jones. And if you can't get it, you try to come close to it. And Arizona has said they're talking to Hopkins' agent about doing a new deal, but you still got to agree on it. So it wouldn't surprise me. Beckham was John Dorsey's guy, the former general manager. But wouldn't that be a shock if he was traded? Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't like that. But, man, oh, man, I can't wait to see how that plays out. Dak Prescott, you surprised that there's no deal yet? Why are they having such difficulty? They've waited two years. ISP friends of mine in Dallas media, won't you be glad when he is signed so you don't have to hear about his contract anymore. You know, if they can franchise him two years in a row, don't know what he's asking for. He's not worth $40 million a year. You know, Deshaun Watson's going to be worth it. If I'm Prescott, how could you turn down $35 million a year if that's what they're offering? I just sometimes don't understand it. Prescott's an intelligent guy. He's popular. He's not going anywhere. He's the Cowboys quarterback. And uh, I just assume at some point Jerry Jones will get it done because Jerry doesn't lose people. He does want to keep, and money is not coming away of him doing deals before. It, did you see the picture of the table setting for his birthday party dinner? Did you see I that did, photo? but as one of the excuses they tried to say, and this is like the dog ate my homework, mm-hmm. was a restaurant sent it to him saying, when this ends – this is what you have to look forward to. Oh, really? I'll that... say this about TMZ. TMZ pays for stuff, and yep, they, they check it stuff. out. They got a legal department. Mm-hmm. And when you look at TMZ, they don't have a lot of bad information. People make fun of them, but they, they, they do a really good job. And one reason they do a good job, people seek them out because they know they can get paid. It's not real journalism, but... Uh, they they do check things out to authenticate them before they put it out there because they know it's going to undergo such scrutiny. John, what do you have going on in the Chronicle? Aaron Wilson and I have our draft series that's going on. We have lots of stories about Bill O'Brien on Texas Sports Nation and uh, in the Chronicle. I'm writing Sunday about who, what position I think they'll pick in the draft. And uh, we've got two podcasts, 11th mock draft. We're going to do... Monday, no, Tuesday, we're going to do all seven rounds for the Texans projections. And then my official mock draft, which will be my 13th, will run on this time next week. Sounds good. John, thanks so much for joining us. Mark, thank you very much. Stay safe. I'm glad you and your family are doing well. Likewise, same to you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Let's get to John Harris next. We'll talk some draft. 
It is one week from tonight. We'll be on the air bringing it all to you. Round one, Texans don't have any picks, but you know there's a lot of drama involving teams around the Texans that will affect how they do in 2020. We'll talk to Johnny about Bill O'Brien's press conference. We also never got a chance to evaluate the AFC South secondaries. That's coming up. And if you were invited to Dak's party and you saw that table set up that way, would you feel comfortable sitting down in this current world we're living in? I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up. It's Texans Radio. Can't get enough Texans Radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com. Right now, we're all safer at home. But should you need a new vehicle, Hyundai has options to shop online, and a participating dealer can deliver it right to you. Plus, you'll make no payments for four months. To find out more, go to buyhyundai.com. Get 0% APR for up to 84 months and make no payments for four months on the 2020 Tucson or Elantra. Visit your Houston Hyundai dealer online today. Offers end 5420. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Blue River, it's a Texas tradition. Since 1946, Blue Ribbon has proudly served Texan families natural smoked bacon and natural casing sausages made from premium ingredients seasoned for Texas tastes. It's the preferred sausage and bacon of the Houston Texans. Blue Ribbon, it's a Texas tradition. Teachers, are you looking for a resource to help your students blitz through the math section of the STAR test? Join Toro, the Houston Texans, and ConocoPhillips as they help third and fourth grade students tackle math together with Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a video series that will challenge your students on math topics like fractions, multiplications, division, and place value, all the while having some fun in the classroom. Sign your classroom up today for free at HoustonTexans.com and run your students through Toro's Math Drills. Presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Hey, it's Deshaun Watson, quarterback for your Houston Texans. Looking for the right energy plan for your home? When you sign up on the Reliant Texans plan, you'll score a free jersey. Yeah, my Texans jersey, so you can represent Houston all season long. You'll also get an invitation to a Texans autograph session. It's a win-win. Go with Reliant and bring the power home. Call 1-866-RELIANT or visit Reliant.com slash Texans. Reliant, the official energy provider of the Houston Texans. Restrictions, terms, and conditions apply. PUCT number 10007. Whether you're scoring touchdowns or touching your toes, you depend on your body just like the pros do. At Houston Methodist, we treat you with the same expert care the Houston Texans have relied on from day one. From the starting lineup to starting a new exercise, your body is made to move, and we have the expertise to keep it that way. Houston Methodist is the official health care provider for the Houston Texans. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Ah, the pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Your hometown Whataburger drive-thru is open 24-7 as usual. But now, as we all adjust to this new normal, 
We've also kicked off curbside pickup for online orders from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So instead of walking your order to your table, we'll walk it right out to your car. Just because we can't be close doesn't mean we can't be neighborly. Whataburger. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your life when nothing else right now seems normal. Jamie Roots, president of the Houston Texans, joining us. I just appreciate the work that you guys are putting in because it's a brief respite every day to be able to listen and think about something other than the challenges that are in front of us. And we'll continue to take this day by day together, dedicated to Houston. We are Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. Don't miss an episode of our Texans podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher to get the latest sent right to your phone. What a burger. When you're hungry, when you've got the munchies, during this time, 24 hours a day, curbside pickup, the drive throughs open. I love the Whataburger commercials. They are a public service to us all. Please give us Whataburger. All right, it's Texans All Access. Mark Vandermeer with you. I mean, you want to talk about people stepping up. They're stepping up for you. Open, serving, and like I said, Whataburger's not going to go out of business. That's great for them. Unfortunately, many people are, and that's horrible. So we got to pray that we can get through this thing as quickly and cleanly as possible. Johnny Harris joins me now. Johnny, uh, your video that's on Twitter, I retweeted it, your uh, dance with your daughter that you did for her assignment, that is yes. awesome, by the way. You talked about it last night. I just want to congratulate you on stepping up, doing that. You've gotten a lot of love for it. Uh, go take a look at at J. Harris Football, at J. Harris Football on Twitter, and enjoy. You know, it's interesting. My, my daughter, it was sort of like game plan offense, you know. Um, mm-hmm. She realized what she didn't have. Mm-hmm. And was like, okay, I've got to choreograph this thing with this big lug now. So, okay, <laughs> Dad, you're going to lift me. Dad, you're uh-huh. going to help me with a cartwheel. You're going to spin me. Like, okay, I can do all those things. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, you're going to do this, like, shuffle ball step thing. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'll try. But I, 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 And she's like, okay, okay, well, let's change it. She was absolutely – Absolutely brilliant, and if you want to see it and have a little bit of a laugh, go to at Jared Football, and you can uh, you can check it out there. But I was I was option Whoops. Z all the way down the list. Her her partner, who had done all her duets with her for three years, had moved to Australia, which is sad. And then you know, COVID hits, and and you know, a month or so before it's due, and she's like, "Well, what do I do now?" And I think my wife was the one who suggested me, and I was like, "Well, yeah, if it'll help, I'll do it." I was like, "I'm not gonna be very good, but we'll do it." And why did your we, wife do it? Um, be, I, I don't know. It's a good question. That's a great question, actually. But she held the um, camera, right? Did she do the camera work? Yeah, she did the camera work, and mm-hmm. it, I mean, the, it was a. I'm, I'm telling you, we did it outside, and mm-hmm. we had to pull the Sonos outside, so we had to pull Jack in. So his technological expertise was absolutely vital. And then, so th- this I, I didn't know any of this about dance at all. So I. We were, it was supposed to have another couple of days we were going to work on it, and then she got a note from the teacher saying, hey, look, it's due by 5 o'clock on you know, yesterday. And I was like, uh-oh. And so I was kind of learning it in stages, like a minute here, 45 seconds here, 45 seconds there. So I was kind of learning it in stages, and all of a sudden it was like, it's due tomorrow. I'm like, oh, my God. Mark, I did not sleep Tuesday night. I was like <laughs> 3 o'clock in the great. morning, and I woke up, and I'm like, I got, I'm like, the steps are all in my head, and I know them all, but they're all kind of jumbled. So we sat, we went to do it. The very first one where Paige was doing the music and we're, and we got done and we're like, we're done. Like it was, it was actually, it was good. And then we're like, okay, let's do it one more time. And then I screwed up and then I screwed up again on the next one. And then we did another one. And then, yeah, but we had the first take and then we're like, okay, let's do another one. So Mm -hmm. that last one was basically, it was our second run through the whole thing. Um, And it actually turned out pretty, pretty well at that point. So we were, it was it was cool. So at your well, football, you can check it out and laugh at me a little bit, which is fine. You know the movie Chicago, right? Uh, based yes. on the Broadway play, and it won Best mm-hmm. Picture. Richard Gere's in the movie. He is not a dancer, uh, but they worked with him, and they found a way around the fact that he couldn't dance. And I'll also yeah. say that uh, neither could the actresses in that movie compared to real <laughs> Broadway dancers. But that's just me criticizing a movie. Okay, Bill O'Brien talked to the media today, Johnny. Let's listen into this cut about. 
what we've been talking about, I mean, this is a team that wants to win when it matters most. Everybody does. Everybody wants to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And the Texans have been very much knocking on the door of getting to that next level championship game, trying to take it beyond there. Bill O'Brien talked about that and talked about some of the moves they've been making and how they lead into the thinking that they're, they're going to be better equipped to do this. And really after researching teams that really win in January, um, we've won the wild card game, but we have not gotten past that. Everybody understands that in Houston. We're working tirelessly to get past that, uh, to get to the ultimate goal of the Super Bowl. But after studying teams that win in January and win in February, our staff is more convicted than ever uh, that we must be prepared to have layers upon layers of productive players who can build on the tradition that we have established here of winning the AFC South four out of the last five years and to try to get beyond that. We know that the goal is to get beyond that. Well, and he goes on to say a little bit more about the research they've been putting in, trying to build a team that can do that, trying to build a team that can survive January, thrive in January, and bring home the Lombardi Trophy. And you heard his computer go on. Actually, it was just my computer during that cut there. (laughs) But anyway... Johnny, thoughts on what you heard from the head coach today? Yeah, when I, you know, it's funny. I, I was on with uh, with Ron and Clint uh, a few hours ago. A few hours ago, yeah, a couple hours ago. And they asked me about it, and, and it was funny because Ron, you know, I had the opportunity to meet Ron. I've been on with him a few times with Clint. And, and he asked me what I thought overall, and he just said, uh, he kind of preempted that with, that's a Bill O'Brien I've not seen before. And I just said, look, I, you know, you and I have had, the opportunity to get to know him off the field. You know, we've seen, as he's put it, off-season Bill versus in-season Bill. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, off-season Bill is somebody you want to sit down and have dinner with and you want to, you know, sit down and, you know, be around. But once you get to the season, man, it is all and, – and I likened it to, to Jeff Van Gundy. And, and you know, Coach, I mean, when we get Coach in studio, I mean, he can go. And, and the three of us have a really good time when we talk. We're talking about football, talking Texans, um, you know, talking about his charity endeavors. We're talking about those things. But when Coach Van Gundy was during the season, he looked like a miserable wreck. And trying to talk to him <laughs> during during the season was just – it was a nightmare. And so some coaches are just – they're just wound that way. And unfortunately, a lot of people draw their conclusions about a particular person based on that because that's all they have to go on. Um, but I thought today he was very forthright. He's very honest about things. Um, you know, he didn't want to talk about the – Mike Irvin Hopkins thing, which I don't blame him. He just, I'm just not even going to mess with that, which was, which was, I thought, the right thing to do. I thought he was, you know, I don't want to, you know, I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, hey, it was kind of surprising. I was like, you know, that's, that's Bill. That, that's the Bill we love to talk ball with and love to talk mm-hmm. about, you know, anything with, really. And I thought he was very honest about things. There were, uh, you know, the layers part was, was kind of interesting. And, and I, I think, the the bigger discussion as you know obviously the question about Hopkins came up and well you know the money the contract all that kind of stuff I think what you have to do in this league and, and he pointed this out at one point too it's like look this is a salary cap league you're you're bound by the salary cap if you weren't this for baseball you just keep paying all your stars and they stay for however long but that's you're not afforded that opportunity in in the world of professional football so the challenge is to be able to find players that give you an opportunity that you know may not be at the elite level, but as you heard the word layers, if you you know that sort of you know kind of hits you in waves with different things, and that's kind of the way I think about the offense. Anyways, it's kind of the way they hit you. They hit you with different waves of things. Like okay, here are the running backs, here are the here are the receivers, and. You know, not maybe as as reliant on one particular guy, but having to rely on the the whole entire meal, uh, if you will, to have a have a good offense. You know, if you go to the buffet and everything in the buffet is like, whoa, I could pick anything from the buffet. That's great. Or you go to the buffet and there's one thing that's really good, but that's the only thing you end up getting. So I felt like there were a few things I took out of it. There was one draft thing I took out of it that they asked me. They're like, what's the one thing that stood out? And there was one word that stood out to me more than any other because you and I actually talked about this on the air um, as it pertains to draft, and we'll probably get into that later on, I would imagine. Okay. Oh, this this is a little bit of a tease. It's a tease, yeah. A little bit of a draft tease there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A couple of things on what you just said. The the off season bill, during season, but whatever. 
we see this bill every week in our studio when we're doing the Bill O'Brien show. Monday's right. at 5 during the season. Uh, and even after losses where it's tough, it's tough for any coach, uh, he's really good. He's really good, and you get him in a situation like that, and you can see it. Now, I don't know if you'll win everybody over on the Hopkins deal right now. He right. said it himself. you got to let things play out. That's what we said from day one. Monday night, we said, listen, I, you know, I get it. Uh, reactions are what they are. Johnny, I just did an article uh, yesterday for uh, the Daily Brew, which is a uh, Red Diamond Tea-sponsored uh, daily thing we do. But it's an article, and it could be about anything. And I wrote mine about how this draft is different and how I remember going <gasps> I remember going to the draft broadcast in 2002 when David Carr was drafted. It was held at the Astrodome, the draft party then. <laughs> the second oh year, God. the draft was held at the practice bubble at the Houston Methodist Training Center when they drafted Andre Johnson. I'll never forget that. Then we moved into the stadium for good, and now yeah. we're not in the stadium because I thought it was for good, but it's not for good because who could have predicted this? But the point is this. Year by year, I you know, I want to do a whole thing. I think next week's fun draft on Wednesday, and you could do whatever you want because you're the commissioner of that draft, but I would draft reactions at Texans draft parties and how they turned out, how those reactions turned out. And then you could widen it to how many times have the Texans ever, ever won the offseason? How many times have they won the offseason? And, you know, by winning I mean – one public opinion, you know, received a high grade in the public opinion polls, high confidence rating in what they did in the offseason. Not very often in franchise history have they really won that. And some of the moves have gotten downright criticized, like Mario Williams. Even drafting J.J. Watt was like, what? I mean, he seems like a decent player, but do we really need this? Do we really need a defensive lineman? We need pass rush. I mean, can this guy really rush the passer? I think he can by the yeah. way. So it's interesting to see it from that angle, I, and I, I want to talk about that more deeply. Maybe next week we'll have a show about that. Yeah, th- it's funny you say that because that was kind of my plan for next week was something related to that. You, you know, your most memorable draft day, Texans draft day moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if, you know, it's funny when you say that, like, man, does anything come to mind? I thought about 2011 because – 2011 does come to mind a little bit because it's J.J. and Daniel Manning, but I think it, it's more in hindsight than it is at the time because I think at the time people were like, you didn't get Namdi. You didn't, you didn't win that offseason. And yet, I think reasonable people looked at it and said, but wait a second, you solved two issues with corner and safety uh, than you did with just one. And that worked out. Now, maybe that was a little bit more in hindsight, but I remember thinking at the time that was a really – that was a good win for the offseason. Throw on the – and, of course – you know, my my parents being from Wisconsin, they thought J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt hung the moon even before he got to Houston. So they were just, you know, going crazy. They loved that offseason now. Mm-hmm. There's some that didn't, but that's probably the one that stands out to me. But you're right. It isn't about winning the offseason. I mean, you know, who's won championships how many ever years? The Patriots. How many times did you say the Patriots? I thought in 2017 the Patriots won the offseason. Like, oh, my God, they just traded for Brandon Cooks. Oh, they've got Rex Burkhead. And now Trent Brown's going to them. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? And then they ended up going to the Super Bowl and got beat. The one year they got beat is that year when they won the offseason. Very rarely yeah. the Patriots ever won the offseason um, and then won a Super Bowl. It just hasn't happened. So, Do you think, do you think the Texans won the offseason uh, in 2007 versus 2016? Just the opinion of people – making a huge the Texans made a huge move at quarterback each of those two offseasons Schaub with the two number twos to Atlanta and the swapping of the first round picks to get a franchise quarterback matchup and 2016 to sign the top free agent QB on the market Brock Osweiler did they win the offseason those two times just relative to the offseason I think there was significant excitement about Brock, especially because he was coming from a championship team that he was vitally important he in was. that year. You got to give him that. And he was. he played pretty well against the Patriots and beat the Patriots. And I was like, oh, okay. Not the, not the championship game, but the regular mm-hmm. season game. Yep. He was huge. And so I think that absolutely. And on top of that, you have Jeff Allen, you have Lamar Miller who had just roasted us the year before. I think 2016, we're like, okay. Uh, now it's now it's time to go. 
2007, I mean, I wasn't here, so I, I, I can't I, – I didn't get here until the, the, uh, the summer or get mm-hmm. back here until the summer. But I, I was a big fan of Schaub. I had met him when I actually when I was at Virginia getting my master's. I had met him, and I just thought the world of him. And so when they made the deal, I actually liked it. But I know people were kind of like, well, eh, we just traded for Vic's backup. Like, is that – okay. He had right. like three so, starts at yeah. the time. And, and they were good, good starts. They were good mm-hmm. starts. So I would say 2016 absolutely over 2007. That mm-hmm. that's just that's my gut reaction to it. Of course, <laughs> things turned out pretty well for Shabby, not so much for the other guy in 2016 though. Yeah, I mean for Shab pretty well and I mean he's still going in his career, my yeah. gosh. All right, yeah. John Harris is with us. We'll get to your draft tidbit next. We'll get to maybe evaluating secondaries in the AFC South if we have time. We're putting that one off. I've been procrastinating that homework assignment for a while. (laughs) Uh, Also, around the league, uh, we'll talk about uh, Von Miller a little bit and Dak Prescott and whatever other topics come up. How does Doug Marone feel about Gardner Minshew? It's all coming up on Texans All Access. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial or else. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual Urgent Care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. Whether you're living in a midtown high-rise or you're moving into your forever home, we have the options you need and the prices you really want. Visit today and find stylish sofas, dining sets, and more, starting as low as $10 per month. Ashley Home Store has financing options made to fit any budget. Start designing your dream home today. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. Whether you're living in a midtown high-rise or you're moving into your forever home, we have the options you need and the prices you really want. Visit today and find stylish sofas, dining sets, and more, starting as low as $10 per month. Ashley Home Store has financing options made to fit any budget. Start designing your dream home today. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. This is a story about doers. It's also about Houston, teamwork, and... Hut, hut, hut. Yeah, I think they heard you the first time. When you're committed to doing good in the community, it helps to have good teammates. So Chevron partnered with the Houston Texans to do good in Houston. Volunteering thousands of hours, working with nonprofits, and helping to make a difference for Houston's youth. These teams bring their A-game on and off the field. Chevron, proud to be the official volunteerism partner of the Houston Texans. Hi, this is John Weeks with the Houston Texans. We are proud to be partners with the Houston Food Bank in presenting Huddle Against Hunger, a free in-school curriculum designed to provide information on hunger and poverty for students from elementary schools through high school. Sign your classroom up today at houstonfoodbank.org slash huddleagainsthunger. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. For more information, visit houstontexans.com slash community. Papa John's Kellen's Barbecue Pulled Pork Pizza. The best barbecue pizza you've ever had. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's. It's our new Kellen's Barbecue Pulled Pork Pizza. That's right, Papa John's is teaming up with the world-famous chef Ronnie Kellen and coming out with one of the best barbecue pizzas you've ever had. So give us a call or go online and get your mouth-watering Papa John's Pulled Pork Pizza today. And hurry, while supplies last. Better ingredients, better pizza, and the best barbecue, Papa John's. 
It's a trillion-dollar economy, and you're right in the heart of it. It's an incubator of innovation, with industries reaching from underground to outer space. It's Houston, and it's fueled by GE. Over 5,000 Houston companies work with GE and leverage knowledge across the company. Engineers, lean manufacturing experts, logistic managers, and more. GE is a leader in dozens of industries around the globe. So whatever your company needs, chances are we have someone with the right expertise, and we're happy to share. GE, imagination at work. Will the Texans address their most dire needs in the draft? Right now, their needs are all on defense, interior linemen, a corner, and a safety. We'll provide inside information and let you know what we're hearing when we hear it. With the NFL Draft only seven days away. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. It's Battle Red Radio. Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Here's more of Texans All Access. It is more. More is a good thing. More is my favorite number. It's Texans Radio. Mark Vandermeer at home. John Harris at home. You at home or in the car, wherever you're listening right now. It's great to have you listening. And one week from tonight, Johnny will kick off the NFL draft. We'll be doing it. We'll have Cincinnati Bengals on the clock. Andre will be with us. Robert Hensley will be with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Friday night, the Texans get busy with their selection, 40th overall. We'll see if they move. We'll see if they keep it. And it's always exciting. It's something everybody's looking forward to because there has been nothing in the world of sports. I was joking that my only sports morning show lately, because my listening habits have changed, is watching the Vanderboys debate Beyblades, their own performance, (laughs) Every morning at breakfast. So you tell me what's the weirdest kind of sports thing going on in your life oh, that you've been partaking gosh. in? You know, it's interesting from that standpoint because there's <laughs> there really is no other sport but football. So every time that I go into my office, I go in anywhere in the house, you know, YouTube's got every game imaginable, it seems. And so I just – if I'm doing the laundry and I'm in my office folding it and getting it done, I just flip on – I had Florida LSU on, and I'm sitting there watching Florida LSU, just watching that game, and I don't know. I probably have watched <laughs> – it's probably hard to do, but I've watched, I think, more football lately <laughs> than, I've, than I've watched in a while just because uh, there's nothing else really to watch. There's no baseball game popping up that I can just watch a few innings of. So I'll just sit there and watch uh, – I just watched the Texas Bowl the other day, Oklahoma State and, and A&M, and walked You're out of awesome. there going, okay, boy, there's, there's some players in this game. Okay. Um, so yeah, I probably have watched more, um, and I don't know if it's more in anticipation for 2021 for that draft, but I am starting to focus a little bit more on, you know, having this group, I don't say down cold, but you kind of just get the point like, okay, I've seen enough of these guys. Let's what's the new crop going to bring. So I get a little excited about that, but that happens every year. So, uh, this weekend I'll kind of get back, refresh everything for the draft next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and be ready to roll. Aren't they playing baseball in Taiwan right now or something? I think they I, are. I, I think, think they so. got back to it. I do believe. I think, yeah. Taiwan I think there was, was way talk ahead about ESPN. of it. Yeah. Taiwan yeah, shut down so. everything as soon as there was like, there's a coronavirus. Shut, shut the borders. They were just done. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Instantly. And um, I think because they had such a hard time during SARS uh, or whatever that was, mm-hmm. that uh, H1N1. Not yeah. this. Wait, wait, was it SARS or H1N1? I don't. I can't remember. I've read so much stuff that I, I've read too much, Johnny. That's what's happening. <laughs> I've read too at night. That's what I do. Like late at night, I just start reading about the virus and the world and everything, and it's all blurring. All right. Yeah. So you tell me the draft thing you were going to bring up. Wait a minute. I'm foggy. Go ahead. Pay off the tease. Well, I said this to Ron and Clint. They asked me like, what one thing did you take out of it? And mm-hmm. and ironically, we're going to talk about the AFC South secondary. Yep. because Coach was talking about different positions, and he mentioned safety. And that's something that I have been saying I felt like would be one of the priorities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what Tashawn Gibson banged up at the end of last year, and then you got two new players, Eric Murray and Jalen Watkins, you know, coming to the roster. You still have A.J. Moore. So on, on the surface, you look at it and think, okay, you've got depth there, right? But – you know, Gibbs coming off the injury. You got two guys that are new that don't know the system and don't know the defense. And we just outlined about winning the off season. You never know when you're going to sign a guy and then go, "Oh my gosh, this just doesn't. This just doesn't work. It doesn't fit. He's not blending in. It's just not the right player." 
And I look at safety and I think the, and part of the reason I bring this up is I, there's, there's no Sean Taylor in this draft. There's no, um, you know, Palomala or Ed Reed in this draft. Xavier McKinney is my highest rated safety. I think I have him at like 16 or 18 or something like that. And then Grant Delpit's the next one at 40. But they're, to me, from Delpit at 40 uh, through about 84, I probably have about five or six guys, maybe a little bit more than that, that I look at and think, that guy would be a really good fit, whether it's at 40 or somehow at 90, one of those guys dropped to 90, uh, that I felt like safety would be a spot where you look and go, okay, safeties are now a lot different than what they looked like when Sean Taylor, Ed Reed, and Troy Palomalu. Those guys were all ball hawks, but they could thump too. Old school days, Roy Williams, the guy that just got out of the box, all he did was tackle people. He couldn't right. cover anybody. Well, now when you're coming from college football, you better be able to cover somebody. And that's why I think the Texans did a home run with Justin Reed because he had coverability. He can blitz. Uh, he can play in the alley. He can uh, play in a middle third. There's nothing you really can't do with Justin Reed uh, on defensively. You put another athlete next to him like that, you've got an opportunity to start doing some really good things. And, and what I told them was, look, in that – in the game against Kansas City in the playoff game, Lonnie Johnson was the only guy that was going to cover Travis Kelsey. If they're going to play man-to-man, Lonnie was the only guy that was going to do that. Well, if you've got a few guys that you can throw at a guy like Travis Kelsey, the better off you're going to be. And I just think there are some really athletic cover safeties in this draft. Like every guy – I mean, there are a couple of them I look at. They're big dudes. And I'm like, okay, they're going to help. They can run. They can hit a little bit. But they can all cover. And I think that's the one thing I look at safeties now a little bit differently than maybe I ever have. And I see some guys that kind of fit the bill of being different than maybe what the Texans already have. All right, who's got the best secondary in the AFC South? Because now you have Jacksonville with no A.J. Boye, Nothing. no Jalen Ramsey. I mean, it's amazing when you look at how bare the cupboard is. Now, I don't want to take anything away from D.J. Hayden and Rashawn Melvin and Trey Herndon. Oh, no, you, know, you they got. Okay, I will. You can. Uh, yeah. What about the safeties, Ronnie Harrison and Jared Wilson? Uh, okay. They're, they're, okay. They're probably the best. Right now, I would say outside of Miles Jack, and mm-hmm. I'm not assuming that Yannick Ngakwe is going back. I mean, you got Josh Allen, you got Miles Jack, and you got those two guys. Um, and that's, that's, really, that's really the defense. And I think they're solid. I think Harrison is one of those safeties that's more like Roy Williams. I think he's better around the box. I don't think he's great in coverage. Jared Wilson is a little bit of a surprise. I think he's done some he's done some really good things for them. But uh, that, that secondary is, is fourth. The secondary that I can't believe I'm going to say this, I think Tennessee probably has the best overall secondary. Malcolm Butler, Dory Jackson, Bayard at safety. Mm-hmm. It feels like Tennessee is the best secondary at this particular moment. I think Imani Hooker is going to end up moving into a starting spot. They still have Kenny Vaccaro there, so they've got three safeties that are very, very good. Um, I think Tennessee's secondary is probably the best. And, oh, by the way, we lit them up in Tennessee last year. Did. Lit them up. Absolutely lit them up. Absolutely. Good point. And the Colts. Hooker. Mm. You got Xavier Rhodes that they just acquired from Minnesota. Rock yeah, is saying, TJ yeah, Carey. I, I like Rock. I like Rock. I think Rock's going to be a, a, a solid player. Uh, when I did my football 101, uh, I made sure that I highlighted TJ Carey um, mm. because TJ Carey was all over hot like a cheap suit in 2017. When he tried to cover Brandon Cooks, it was a futile effort. So hopefully that's what the Colts try and do with TJ Carey is cover Brandon Cooks. That would be kind of nice. I'm not. I'm not completely buying the Colts secondary at this point. I think the Colts front seven, absolutely. We talked about that a couple nights ago. I think the front seven is solid, mm-hmm. very, very good. Secondary, I still think the secondary can be had. I think Rock's can be a good player, very good player, but I'm you know Quincy Wilson hasn't turned into a dude yet. Malik Hooker has been good, but not great. He's been banged up a little bit. Uh, they may go. Kari Willis is the other safety, so. I am not complete. I'm not buying a Colts secondary. I think that's where, if you can get the ball off, I think you got an opportunity to move the ball against them. You just got to get the ball off uh, with the fourth Buckner now in the middle, Bannergo on the edge, Justin Houston on the edge. If you get the ball off, you got a chance to move the football against them, and that's the hope that you can protect Deshaun and let him go to work against that secondary. So I think it's Tennessee 
Tennessee just has probably the more recognizable names. There'll be a few names added through the draft, so it'll be exciting to see what happens, but I think it's Tennessee right now. All right, Johnny, let's have a fun Friday tomorrow. We're going to have David Johnson on the show. That'll be great. And the draft is one week from tonight. Go to HoustonTexans.com for the entire Bill O'Brien press conference, articles on it, other great stuff there as well, including great ideas of things to do with the kids and community resources for you. Thank you, John. Thank you, John McClain. Thank you, Bridget. Have a great night, everyone, and go Texans. Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment. Hey, Texans fans, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is proud to be the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60. It's easy to make fitness fun when you start with the Texans. So join us for events throughout the year like the Houston Texans Kids Triathlon, Toro's Kids 1K, or the Junior Cheerleaders. Together, we're creating a community of healthy kids. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org slash Texans. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cushada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 70 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, live music, and one of the top golf courses in the state. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cushada style, at Cushada Casino Resort in Kinder, Louisiana's best bet. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Already counting down the days until your next college football Saturday? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 5th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to kick off 2020 with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the wait list and be the first to know when tickets go on sale. 
Tiff's Treats is a proud partner of the Houston Texans. Tiff's Treats is the original warm cookie delivery company and now has 10 Houston area locations with more on the way. Tiff's Treats bakes to order and delivers fresh, ooey-gooey, melt-in-your-mouth cookies right to your door. Order for yourself as a gift for someone else or pick some up at any location. Download the new Tiff's Treats app and use coupon code TEXANS for a free Tiff Blitz frozen dessert on any delivery order. Valid through 1130 and on in-zone deliveries only. March's Star of Courage winner presented by Apache is K-9 Officer for SciFair ISD, Glenn Mid Mayo. Mayo has served with the Houston Police Department for 27 years and during his time has won numerous life-saving awards. During Hurricane Harvey, he spent weeks rescuing people with the HPD dive team without taking a second to think about himself. He has truly dedicated his life to serving Houston and ensuring everyone's safety. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our March Star of Courage winner. Each cup of Circle K's Simply Great Coffee is ground fresh, so it's as fresh as it gets, just the way you like it. But don't take it from me. Listen to what our customers are saying. Very easy to make your own cup of coffee at Circle K because you just have to push the button. Now with these new machines, they're really grinding. They get your coffee. That's why I come here. It's fresh every day. It smells amazing. It warms your heart. There's no comparison. Higher quality coffee, less bucks. Only at Circle K. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 